This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How's it going there, Reject Nation? John here. Just wanted to take a quick moment to welcome you to our Obi-Wan Part 1 podcast review and breakdown. We had a great time uh, with our bud Ace Cabrera joining us, a Star Wars aficionado, if ever there was one, a Schmodown champ in the Star Wars uh, inner geekdom category as well. And uh, yeah, we get uh, all of our Ewan McGiggles out over the course of this. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time. If you want to join us for the reaction highlights, those are up on YouTube. If you want to check out the full-length sync-up reaction watch-along, uh, you can join us over on Patreon for that. And that's all the housekeeping that uh, we need for now. Much love, and uh, hey, enjoy the show. What? That was an hour? Yeah. It felt like it was a half hour. That went by so fast. It's about 48 minutes. Oh, that went by so quick, yeah. didn't it? Oh my god. I really thought there was like 30 more minutes left in it. This is all about Leia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind biggest, of amazing. Biggest yeah. surprise. Yeah. I love that. We got to move on to the next episode, so we'll just talk for just a couple of minutes. Cause, yeah. It's really late at night. They're probably this. Yeah. But uh, so keep a lookout for them. But, but yeah, let's just wait to see if there's a post credit scene. We'll talk about it a little bit. I don't think there's a post credit scene. No. Especially no, not. Not, not if they put two episodes at once. Yeah. This is just yeah, the first time the ever the screening, uh, the streaming service has been like, you know what? Just watch the credits. <laughs> yeah. It's true. They're we not don't need like... to shuffle you into <laughs> something like, else. Next episode. Go. Yeah. Go. Next episode. <laughs> You're done with this new show. Hey, we got so much stuff. All right. I mean, I thought it was a really good first episode. We got another episode to watch, so we, there's no need for us to talk for super long. But right now, what I'm currently loving is Ewan McGregor's performance, uh, primarily Joel Edgerton's. And uh, like as usual, the effects are really good. I like the setup of the story a lot. There are times where... It was what I find interesting. This is weird. I don't know if you guys will agree with me at all on this. <laughs> what I found a little funny is Joel Edgerton and um, and even McGregor are back, and they're giving such like a gritty, realistic performance. It's so like real and such an antithesis to how the prequel acting often felt. And then there are other performances that kind of feel like they're in the prequels. <laughs> like a little bit like the Safdie brother felt a little cheesy to me. The Reva character felt like some of the, I don't really find her. Sometimes it feels like acting to me. Whereas the other ones feel so like those two feel so real. And some of these other people like the little the little Leia feels like child actor. Good one. Charming. But yeah, that's just kind of my opinion. But I still really enjoyed it a lot. And I'm really loving the themes of, you know, facing your your traumas. And um, and also, like, yeah, this whole thing of, he never really seemed to give a shit about Leah. <laughs> and now he's going out there to go look after her and protect her. And especially that'll tie in even stronger to that whole thing of, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope. It's a tie in even stronger to that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I think Jimmy Spitz can be back as two and seeing Alderaan, you know, like yeah. those kind of things. Like that's really exciting. 
I know Ace is going to have a lot to say, so John, why don't you Dude, go first? There's an Alderaan reference yeah. in Californication flea cameo at all <laughs> yes. is oh. in. Damn. Uh, so uh, put down my, every, you two, your job is to, you know, I'm just being like kind of critical just to, you know, you balance the scales here so it don't look like kiss asses. So yeah, well, John, you go next. I mean, that's the funny thing is to me, like, I think everybody's going to have a sort of different experience with which characters blend in the most and which ones kind of stick out. And to me, it was the Safdie brother actually who I was like, I've seen this guy give amazing performances, and I was like, this is all ADR and all just like little exposition lines. So yeah, it's 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 interesting to me. I like the pace they've chosen for this. I like that it is a uh, more something more. I started listening to to that Legends book about a uh, part of it is about you know like Obi Wan living on Tatooine, and some of it is sort of similar to what's going on here. And I like that they've gone with something that is more contemplative, even though you have the looming threat of the Inquisitors, even though you have Reva, who I really enjoyed uh, here. And uh, yeah, it's. Been Building to something that's a nice subversion to me from the at least promos that we saw, thinking, okay, it's all going to be about him keeping an eye on Luke and mentoring Luke. Uh, and so, yeah, to divert from that, I think is really cool. And I, yeah, I just love what Ewan McGregor is doing at the core of this to anchor it. It's like there's a lot that we're focusing on and establishing. And I think he is a nucleus to all that. And just as a performance, you know, to ground everything is, is really beautiful. And, and all the sort of body language that he's putting in is terrific. True, true. Ace, my man, dude. What did you think? Uh, Let's I, talk to the audience. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I loved it, but obviously that's a... <laughs> it's kind of obvious coming from me, uh, considering that, you know, I love Obi-Wan. But the prequels, I mean, the amount of prequel... I kept saying it throughout the reaction, but the amount of prequel love that we got mm -hmm. throughout this was, like, just insane. I've never seen that much, like, prequel callback. And obviously the show is... This is the first time the show is, you know touching on the prequels because usually we've seen the mandalorian and boba fett which are you know focused right after return of the jedi mm -hmm. but still prequel love i'm here for and i and i love it and i love that it's so far that everything we've seen is as long as you've seen the prequels you're good you know i mean obviously the <laughs> yeah. inquisitors are are you know after that but i feel like that's a really cool idea as far as like saying like remember this stuff this is the main core mm -hmm. of what the story is about uh second thing for me is the land stuff is just i mean obviously you mentioned it john but to me it's like it's always been that question that a lot of people have always had which i find funny that the show just tackled it head on which is why luke why not leia and, mm -hmm. and why is all this focus on on why does it have to be the little boy why can't it be the little girl uh, and obviously Yoda says it in Return of the Jedi. I mean, Empire Strikes Back. But it, it's one of those. Dude. <laughs> but it's one, one of those questions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you messed up. You're gone. <laughs> Out of here. Uh, but it's one of those questions that people have always had, which is like, why all this focus on Luke and why not on Leia? Or who's keeping an eye on Leia? I think it's because George there. Lucas came up with it a little bit later. We're being honest Just the right societal moment to follow that. <laughs> but it's always been that, that kind of funny remark as far as like Obi-Wan looking after Luke. And even in this episode where he's like, but, it, but it's Luke though. It's, it's the yeah. boy. It's the boy. I'm after the boy. He even said the boy like twice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like always been that kind of funny thing as far as like it has to be a boy. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a cool bait and switch that the show has really done. Like the show really did try to convince us as far as trailer wise that it's going to be 
Obi-Wan on the run and maybe some, you know, looking after Luke kind of stuff, but not anything having to do with Leia. Yeah. So that that to me is the coolest. And obviously seeing Alderaan again after Revenge of the Sith, it's, I mean, I recognize it and I was just like, oh my God, we're going to see Leia, we're going to see Alderaan. Yeah. Well, I think living in the lifestyle of Alderaan is mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Because we've never seen what it looks like inside. Yeah, like anywhere. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, not just even aesthetically, but you know, really getting a sense of what the people the are culture, like in the yeah. environment and such. Um, I really like that. I, I would say I really, really like the like. I'm, I'm not on the, quite the the. There are things I definitely loved about the about this first episode, and I would say overall, I really, really liked. It. I think like what was smart is like how you were talking about with the prequels mm. of, of Nanja is that they're grounding this in the emotionality of it all first and foremost, mm -hmm. and that's the big part of like even McGregor's performance is something out of Logan, mm. you know. And I find I do find the whole relationship the 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 conflicting relationship with him and Uncle Owen to be the most compelling part. And it does make sense to kind of go in a different direction. Otherwise, you just have another show on Tatooine of Luke above, you know, Obi-Wan being like, well, why won't he just give him my gifts, man? <laughs> just take my gifts and give it to Luke. I'm looking after him. Yeah, so. we, we, gotta, we gotta throw in some new enough things because it's another show where, like, you know, a reluctant yeah. uh, hero is about to go look after a kid. I mean, there's like other, there's comics and books and such where they could have pulled stories from, but um, it's like a big part of Star Wars is not just directly adapting stuff. Like letting that be its own canon, letting that exist, but then doing a different story with the shows and the movies. So I think doing this story fills in a, a, something pretty interesting that I didn't see coming. I do think some of the, there is parts of the filmmaking that at times feels like this is the most realistic Star Wars thing I've ever seen. And, and, then, I, and then other times I'm like, sometimes this feels so much like a TV show though. And so that's where I kind of go back and forth with some of the aesthetic. Like I feel like with the Reva character, that's what Third Sister's called? Yeah. Reva? yeah. Uh, with that character, I feel like I'll be back and forth because I love the setup of her. I love the, I actually love the writing of her. I like how she like she undercuts all the inquisitors mm -hmm. like i'm not one of you i'm actually better and i have a bigger objective than all of you yeah. and so like even undercutting the grand inquisitor which a lot of people were excited about and and so uh i like i really like the setup of her but yeah there are times where i'm not sure what it is i don't mind it's not like a weird thing to be like eh, there's something about it that doesn't quite read as uh, i don't really believe it but i'm not i don't, I don't know how to explain it if, at times it feels like a, it hops back and forth when you're feeling like something's tr so cinematic mm -hmm. and then something feeling like this is a TV show now. <laughs> I, I think it might come in some of that clash of direction and it's interesting because yeah, like there are takes on Star Wars that get more naturalistic in terms of performance and tone and there are the older movies that have a different aesthetic when it comes to those things. And I feel like they're both at work here. And it's kind of blending, so that's why I kind of like it because it's sort of blending both like the prequels and the original trilogy in terms of tone. Mm -hmm. So part of me kind of likes that I sometimes feel that way. <laughs> it's interesting because to me, it's it's not necessarily like, oh my God, this is the most amazing episode I've seen, but it, it, it felt like a, a steady, solid place to start. First start, first yeah. start, yeah. Like I, I, I thought it was a very nice set off into the journey. And, and you know, I also too appreciate that, yeah, like you said, it's not just about regurgitating specific plot points and things from mm -hmm. extended material, but yeah, it's like taking some of those themes 
themes, especially of when the Jedi decide not to help, which is something I know that is kind of a theme explored in some comics and books where it is Obi-Wan sort of struggling not to answer that itch. Yeah. And I like the way that theme plays in here. And I hope they continue with it because it seems like the, the big debate <laughs> yeah. going on within him. Yeah, I mean, I think part of that too is like he knows that if he does help another Jedi, it could possibly expose Luke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge part of why he doesn't get involved because it's like, Luke is my priority. I can't be helping anyone else. Yeah. Because if I do, that could be exposing Luke or leading to Luke, so. Yeah. And it makes him really interesting as the character, especially even though we've seen his anguish in the past of the prequels, we also have, you know, the Alec Guinness version to look forward to, who is very sage and very comforting. And I like this middle point of that character. Well, simultaneously, though, some parts of the performance read as that's an excuse to not help. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. he, he, that's true. That is absolutely true, what you're saying about yeah. it. And like the choice is true, but at the same time, he's so aggressively reluctant and he's resistant so he's beaten <laughs> to, yeah. towards any form of helping anything with Jedi. And it's like his whole belief system has been demolished as yeah. the lifestyle he was born into, stripped and just and empty that it's just like, no, I I gotta stay in this cave and watch him. <laughs> I got nothing, I gotta watch him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so, like, is yeah. this for the bigger purpose or is it because you don't actually want to get involved in your struggling yeah. with your faith, essentially? And that goes yeah. back to the whole thing that we were talking about with, like, Leia's kidnapped. Yeah, but... I gotta stay here nice. and watch the boy, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, sometimes it is a cop-out. Even though I am endangering him just by being close. Just by being this close, and you know I'm Force-sensitive, so they might sense me, and this girl specifically looking for me! <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting, but uh, I'm loving it so far. I feel like it's yeah. just gonna get darker. Alright, guys. Let's get to it. Uh, we got one more to go. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm along this with the Patron of the Day shout-out! <laughs> Scuba Steve. Scuba, let's face it, if there's anyone at our Patreon who could be a wandering Jedi, it's definitely you. Except, I imagine that you'd be the kind of Jedi who would uh, use the Force for just his own selfish needs. Scuba would go around and just steal stuff off of poor people. And you're like, hmm, that pear looks good. Snatch it away like a total asshole but the best kind of asshole. Because Scuba's the kind of asshole that when someone's still in need of help, Scuba would still rise to the occasion and then steal from that bad guy. Make sure that bad guy kills whatever good Samaritan is out there. And yeah, they lay dead in the street, but then he would steal from that bad. Whatever that bad guy took from that good guy, Scuba would take from that bad guy. Meaning, he creates balance in the world. Hence, why Scuba is the perfect person to be a Jedi at our Patreon page. I could say, hey, we're close to a million subscribers and Scuba's been here with us with like hundreds of thousands of subscribers ago. Sure, I could go that route. Or I could make some weird, sarcastic, not that funny Patreon of the Day shout out calling Scuba an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the direction I think Scuba really wants and hopes for, you know? He's got that East Coast grit on him, G. Nah, you know I'm just messing around, Scuba. <laughs> Thanks nah, for being Scuba around. Sith. Scuba Sith over here. Thanks for being around here for so long. That would have probably been a much easier direction to have taken it from the get-go. No, this is better. This is way this better. This is better. Thank you for being here for, for a while, buddy. You're, you're the man. Thank you, Scuba.